Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? Welcome to episode 26 of the In Conversation podcast with your host, Andrew Cervantes. Today, we got my boy Jacob Pico on the podcast. Uh, before we hop into the interview, I just want to do a quick intro so I don't take too much of you guys' time. Um, we get into pretty much all kinds of things, sneaker-related, fashion-related, basketball culture, all kinds of stuff like that. He went to Sac State. We even touched on that. We talked about high school ball, high school sports, or ex- his experience at Sacramento State. Talk about the Sacramento Kings, uh, what the Tyrese Halliburton trade and kind of their future going on. It's a it's a really good episode. We even touched on the sneakers app and you know just trying to get shoes for retail and resellers and all kinds of stuff. It's a very good episode. So if you're into that stuff, stay around, listen to it. You will not regret it. Other than that, let's hop right into the show. Fellas, we need to make sure we stay on top of our skin game. I've been using geology and my skin game is on point. You go on their website and you take a simple test that will match you with the perfect skincare for your skin type. After that, it's as simple as applying in the morning and at night before you go to bed and boom, you'll have great skin in no time. I highly recommend trying Geology's personalized skincare product for men. It's the best in the game and will have you glowing. Women don't like a man with bad skin, so make sure you stay on top of your game. Use code INCONVERSATION70 for 70% off. Again, that's code INCONVERSATION70 for 70% off. Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? We got my boy Jacob Pico on the show today. So, childhood friend of mine, we had his brother on the podcast before, Josh Pico. That was uh, the finance talk one. Now we got his brother, my boy Jacob Pico. Say what's up to the people, bro. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Glad to be here. Looking forward to it. And we've been talking about getting this interview done for the past, like, like since you first oh, started yeah. doing your show, you know what I'm saying? So, looking forward to it. You know, I'm excited. We got a good show for y'all tonight. Yes, Let's sir. Keep going, man. It's been a minute. I mean, we've always been talking about ever since I started my podcast. You know, we've always, I've always said like, hey, you're, you've always told me like, I got to get on the show. I got to get on the show. I mean, you, you took classes for you know, like radio and all this stuff. So it's something you like to do, you know, and just like creating and stuff. It's, it's a fun thing. But I mean, before we get into like any you know topics or whatever. Just tell the audience a little about you. Like, I know, you know, you, you went to Sac State, you know, you're uh, alumni and stuff. So just kind of break it down. Some hobbies, some interests, you know, just break it sure. down. Sure. All right. My name is Jacob Pico, born in San Jose, California. Me and my family, we moved out to Stockton when I was three years old. Moved to me and my little brother, my older brother, uh, my mom and dad. And we've been in Stockton for since I was three all the way up until I was about like 20 years old or so. And then for the past three years or so, we've been living in Lodi, the city right uh, north from Stockton. And uh, we've been there ever since. Uh, I went to school in North Stockton and McNair High School. Shout out all the, you know, former Eagles, McNair High School. You already know. Yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, yeah, went to McNair High School. I uh, spent a couple of years at Delta College going up once when I graduated. Uh, class of 15, you already know. Uh, transferred uh, from Delta to Sac State. Got my Bachelor of Arts in Communications. And then from then, it's been, you know, doing my own thing, working, finding finding stuff to do, really, you know, keep the time going, you know. That's what's up, bro. So, I mean, real quick, you, you hooped and you played uh, football in high school, right? Yes, sir. How was that, real? Like, just discuss on that briefly. Yeah, for sure. So, sports, like, I've been playing sports since, I want to say, like, middle school, I want to say. My parents always got me involved in sports. Uh, I'm really passionate about sports, you know, playing different sports and whatnot. Uh, it wasn't until about like sixth, seventh grade is when I started to really like fall in love with, you know, athletics, different sports, being around, you know, uh, different coaches, you know, everyone else, teammates, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was seventh grade is when I started doing um, like Pop Warner football, played Pop Warner football for a couple of years, seventh, eighth grade. And I played football in high school for a year, my sophomore year. But as far as for like my basketball experience, like I played basketball in sixth grade play AU for a little bit in my eighth grade, I want to say. Yeah, I played eighth grade AU for a little bit. And then I played uh, from freshman to senior year. I played uh, basketball. Uh, I had a pretty cool time. You know, I enjoyed playing basketball just because, like, you know, traveling, going to all these different schools. Yeah. And then usually, like, over, like, summer and stuff, we'd go to, like, do traveling basketball. So we'd go to, like, SAC, go to, like, random, like, cities, like, like, an hour away, you know what I'm saying? Like, going yeah. to a little van or something, uh-huh. just going on bus and you know, meet new people and play against different competition. And it was always fun because we, like, 
you know, saying playing different courts, being in different settings, environments. Uh, and overall, it was cool. Like, like I definitely like miss, you know, playing basketball and being able to be on a team with everyone and just, you know, have the experiences and, and building the friendships with everyone. I mean, do you ever miss it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like uh, once when you like you b- build those memories, you know, like you played, you know, high school basketball as well, too. So, you you know, exactly how it is. Like once when you, you know, meet new people and just, you know, create experiences with your friends and your teammates, it's just like those, those memories that you have, you're going to have them forever, you know? So yeah, no, for sure. It's really like, you know, playing sports is, it's really fun if you, you know, if you make something out of it, because, you know, someone could just, you know, join a sports team and not really have fun or really like create anything of it. Yeah. But it just comes with like, you know, the memories you build and like the friendships and all the memorable times. Yeah, no, for sure. So you graduated 2015, right? Class of 2015? Yes, sir. And you went to Sac State after, right? Or you went to Delta, then Sac State, right? But what was uh, going to Sac State like? Sac State was cool. It's it's a really big uh, university. Uh, There's a couple of different uh, universities I was looking at before. Once when I was still at Delta, but I always kind of knew like Sacramento was, was a nice city. It was a little bit bigger. I feel like a lot of people that that went to school in Stockton and whatnot, a lot of them commuted or just went to SAC. Yeah. And I had, uh, I have a friend, you know, Daniel Singh. He, uh, he started going to uh, SAC state right out of high school and he would kind of like tell me about it, you know, some of his experiences with it. And, uh, I kind of made the decision to, you know, transfer over there. They accepted me, uh, once when I applied when I was still at Delta, because at the time, like, I didn't really know like where to transfer to. Like I applied to two universities. I applied to uh, San Diego state, my GPA wasn't that high enough, so I wasn't able to uh, get accepted to there. But I wasn't really tripping just because, like, that's, like, from here to San Diego, it's, like, seven hours away. It's super yeah. far. I would have to move. There would have been so many things that had to w- live. would have to change, you know, yeah, exactly. like, everything. So I was like, all right, well, it's kind of – maybe it might have been a good idea that, like, they didn't accept me because I, I probably wouldn't have met a lot of people. I wouldn't have done a lot of the same – you know, I wouldn't have been on the same, like – career path yeah as far as if i was to be like over there there would have been so many different things you know but i feel like you know everything happens for a reason and uh you know i got accepted to sac state and then i was there for a couple years and i was able to graduate even through the whole pandemic even though things were changing and people weren't able to walk the stage and there was like i want to say probably at least a good like 25 30 percent of my time i spent at sac state was mainly virtual really yes damn i didn't know that that sucks. <laughs> yeah, like I don't mind virtual classes. Like there's some people that like have taken virtual classes like in high school, whatever, and like I just don't really like I feel like there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like vir- virtual classes are cool, but I feel like it just if you if you enjoy like, you know, what I'm saying being behind a camera, being on mm-hmm. Zoom and like doing stuff like that, like it will like like it'll be it'll be worth it, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, no for sure. So switching you know, kind of to what this whole episode is about and kind of what we wanted to discuss in the first place was, you know, fashion, right? Because I've always said on the podcast that like, I think I said it last episode that like me and you have always, well, not just me and you specifically, but like me, you, you know, both both of our brothers, we've always been into sneakers really, right? And like, how long have you said, well, how long have you been in the sneaker game, would you say? Because you've been in it for a while, right? No. I want to say, like, I first got introduced to it around, like, middle school. That's kind of when I started piquing my interest because of basketball. Like, when I first started, like, growing up, I was a big fan of, uh, like, Kobe, Steve Nash. Uh, who else were, like, really big superstars back then? Um, like, you know, Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, Dirk yeah. Nowitzki. Uh, who else? Like, you know, Shaq when he was still, like, in his prime, you mm-hmm. know. Like, kind of, like, towards the end of his career. But, you know, LeBron, obviously, you know, when he was, you know, coming up still with the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the Boston Celtics, remember, was like uh, Ray John Rondo, Rondo, Ray Allen, like yep. that squad was like, was stacked, you know, and like growing up, like, I used to like always watch all those games like on TV, you know, like, cause I was still young. I was still just like chilling, you know, watching, you know, all these like superstar players like go up against each other, like, especially, you know, when, when the, uh, the Mavericks, they went to the finals against I the Heat. I remember that against the Heat. And yeah, won. bro. Yeah. And like just seeing that like uh, Nowitzki like beat the Heat, bro. Like when the yeah, Heat had the like big three. Yeah, bro. Like. That was like so like so crazy to me, you know, because no one expected like the Mavericks to really win. No one, bro. No one gave it like them a chance. Nah, dead ass. And like, you know, being able to like, you know, still be into like basketball and stuff in that like time, I think like basketball was really uh was really like had a, had a good time because like at that point there wasn't really that many super teams. There no. wasn't like 
basketball was so much different back then. You yeah, know what it, it was. Everyone was loyal to the team. You know, they're like, you know, they had like the mindsets of like the Kobe's and the Jordans. Yeah, you know, yeah. you got to stay loyal to the team and win, which, you know, is a good thing. But times have changed, obviously. Now people are building super teams. You know what I mean? It's a lot right. more common. Right. But yeah, going back to like shoes, like basketball definitely like got me into like knowing about basketball performance sneakers, like mm-hmm. hyper dunks, hyper fuses, like even like the older Kobe's. Like I remember in high school. Like I used to always love like picking uh, like my basketball shoes for the year. Like oh, uh, yeah. I remember my my freshman year, I had some all black hyper dunks. I, I think, remember those. Yeah, yeah, I think they were like the twenty shoot, like twenty ten or twenty or the twenty eleven hyper dunks. Yeah, and like those are cool. Cause I, I want to say Kobe used to hoop in those. He hooped and he had like a Lakers cut like player exclusive like colorway. PE. Yeah, yeah, and it was like black patent leather, purple and yellow. And I was like, bro, those are hella clean. Bro. Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had some of those, and then um. I had those for a couple of years and I want to say like my junior year is when I started like getting like older, like throwback basketball shoes. Like I had the crazy eights. Uh, that was like uh, Kobe's signature shoe before he, uh, or not signature shoe, but that was kind of like his shoe before yeah. he, uh, he got his own, like the Kobe Adidas one. You know what I'm talking about? The, yeah, like, yeah. the, the boat looking one. Yeah. They still make them to this day, right? Yeah. I think they yeah. do. I haven't really seen that many people with them, but um, yeah, like before he, before he even got that shoe, I want to say he had the crazy eights. Yeah, and um, yeah, I hooped in those. I even had had Allen Iversons. I had the uh, the ones with the zippers on them. Yeah, the the answers. Those are hard, those. bro. Yeah, bro. I had some. I don't. I didn't see no one rocking those, mm-hmm. bro. <laughs> uh huh. That's why, like, for me, like, uh, getting into shoes, like, I always wanted like different stuff. Like, I I never wanted to have like the same shoes as someone else, mm-hmm. and that kind of like that put me to like a point where like I just like being unique and having yeah. like who like hooping in something that no one else has or like uh, wearing something that like I'm not gonna see someone else wearing you know or like mm-hmm. it might be like a few people but no one like around the city you know yeah. or in Stockton and so. some that like actually meant something to you you know you weren't following whatever was trending because I remember like Blake Griffin would wear like I think it was the Hyperdunks right yeah you well, but, like the new uh I remember at the time it was like an, a Nike chip it was Nike plus remember the Nike yeah, plus yeah yeah it used to be in the bottom of the sole yeah remember yeah, yeah. Or, was... or no, it was it was either the no it was the insole I want to say there was like a uh in the insole of the actual shoe there's like a little chip and it's like you don't notice it when you're wearing it because it's like it's like a foam like small little chip. I want to say it's in the heel or it's underneath the uh, the insole. It would be like stuck underneath it. Like you, you don't even notice it until you actually like look at it. But yeah, like going back to that time, bro, like that was a really uh, a big feature like for hoop shoes. It was like, like that was really changing, you know? Yeah, it really was. It was a thing. It was like technology getting brought into like fashion really like you know like the sneaker world and shit it was i don't know it's just crazy but yeah i remember like you you know you always stayed to like what you like was the players like you know kobe with the crazy eights or uh alan oh, iverson's yeah. with the you know the answers or whatever and which is cool because i feel like that's where we could relate to is because we've always we've been you know we just followed stuff we like because a lot of people nowadays you know they're all in it for like the reselling or like whatever training like travis fragments like you know just the most hype sneaker and they're not in it for the right reasons because you know a lot of people are just trying to you know cop a pair off sneakers for retail and then just flip it real quick and you make a couple hundred bucks you know easy if you secure a pair so i mean that actually makes me want to ask you like do do you think and this is kind of just switching the topic right to like resellers whatever but do you think sneaker like sneaker resellers are ruining the culture? Oh, I think depending on how you see it, like you can definitely like give different responses to it. Meaning that like if you ask a reseller, if you ask someone that's like an OG sneakerhead, like someone that's like been in the game for like twenty years or whatever, like someone that's like watched Michael Jordan play, mm-hmm. I feel like if you ask someone like that that like that question, you'll definitely get like a different response than like than someone that's like a newer i guess you could say a newer sneakerhead or someone that's like kind of like hasn't been through like the like the peak sneaker era which is like i feel like like late 80s early 90s kind of when like jordan and like jordan brand was like rising Mm -hmm. and you had nike that was uh you know putting out so many good like basketball shoes like the barclays you had the pennies you had uh the pippins you had uh what else barclays pippins like there's so many different like signature like you know what i'm saying like who's yeah. oh, the phone posits you know what i'm yeah. saying like before like once some penny has penny one twos and the different ones and then the phone posits like the uh that time for like nike basketball was like really uh really thriving because there's so much like different like options you had the cart garnets you know like yeah. kgs um they weren't really that popular but a lot of people had them 
And then I want to say Tim Duncan had his own shoes too. So yeah. Tim Duncan, like all those superstars, I'm saying like they, uh, they all had different like styles, different uh, types of like technology that, that they had with their shoe. But, um, but yeah, going back to like reselling and the culture of it, it's like, depending on who you ask, I feel like reselling, you can definitely like see it from a positive po- point of view. Cause mm-hmm. the way I see it is that like, let's say like for you, like say you want a pair of shoes, like, there's some, uh, I don't know if you've seen them, but they're the Sakai, uh, Sakai Vapor Waffles. Yeah. They're like, there was like the all black with a gum colored one. You know, like the thick looking ones, the ones yeah, that yeah. kind of like Balenciagas. Yeah, yeah. So they had some of those uh, that dropped on sneakers. Uh, I want to say it was just yesterday. And um, I tried to get those, but I struck out and I was kind of mad. And of so course. I went to, I went to, uh, I went to StockX and I looked at the price and like, I think the white ones, the all white with the, I want to say it was a gum bottom too. Those were him for like four hundred bucks, four hundred like twenty. And I was like, bro, like they're just Sakai Vapor Waffles, like they're not Dunks, they're not Jordan Ones, mm-hmm. like it's they're they're really good shoes and they have good good value or whatever, but they're not that popular, not that mainstream, you know. Mm-hmm. But like going back to your question, like let's say if you were in the market for some of those and I was able to get them on sneakers, like I could sell it to you for market price or like around like that price, and then. um you can like buy it and like it'll be better because like let's say instead of you buying off ebay or StockX or goat like all these different platforms where you can purchase sneakers um it will you know it'll be directly to you you don't have to worry about shipping you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about getting fakes yeah like not getting like your your card like you know what i'm saying scammed online like, there's so many different uh factors that go into when you're you know purchasing shoes online or like buying stuff for resale i think depending on how you see it like you know, you can always hook someone up, especially like if you know someone that's like wanting a shoe and uh, and they're able to get the shoe for you. They're not obviously, you know, if they're not like trying to profit off you, they're going to sell it or they're going to give you it for the price that you got it. Yeah. Like um, going back to like a while back, this was like 2016. I'm pretty sure you remember. But you remember when the uh, the bread Jordan ones came out? Yep, I remember and that. The bread, and the bread, when they came out, um, I remember I took you, your brother, brother. and my little brother. Yep. And this was like before, like everyone would like go to the mall and enter like Dude, raffles and this, shit. Now the lines are so long, bro, for these raffles yeah. and like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know, bro. It's just the, the game has changed, you know, or people have picked up, but yeah, I remember when the breads released, you know, you, you took us, I remember that. Yeah. And, and not only that too, but like nowadays, like for random, like dunks, Yeezys or whatever, like any like new or retro, like there'd be a long, super long line mm-hmm. to enter the raffle. But like back then it wasn't really that, like there was always like people that were like in the game or like re- they're still reselling back then, but uh, like yeah, I remember when when those dropped, bro. Like you, uh, oh, it was Danny that that won them, huh? Yeah, I think Danny. Yeah, it was like, my brother. Yeah, yeah. Were you with him like when they called him, or do you remember like how that happened? Because I remember like when he, uh, I want to say he texted me. He was like, bro, like they they called me for the pair, and I was like, really? He was like, yeah. I was like, bro, like this is hella dope. Like yeah. I wasn't expecting, bro. I'm thinking about like four four of us, and we're going to like, I think we went to. I don't think it was Foot Locker because back then Foot Locker they, um, they never did like the the physical raffles. Uh-huh. Meaning that they would it would always be through the app. Yeah. But like back then, before they had the whole like head starts and stuff, you would you would have to go to the uh, the actual physical location, mm-hmm. and then you'd have to turn on your Bluetooth and you you would have to like check in. Yeah. Or it's like some sort of check. I forgot exactly what the process was, but uh, you can ask like a, an associate and they'll give you like the code, and then from there that's like one of your head starts that you can use to like enter the raffle basically. But um. Yeah, with uh, but Shoe Palace though, Shoe Palace has always been like a physical, like, like you write your name down, size, phone number, and then uh, if they pick your your raffle, then you're able to like, or they call you and then you pick up and you confirm, then you're able to like go there and purchase it pretty much. And uh, yeah, the way it worked was that uh, your brother he texted me like, oh yeah, he he was able to get the pair, so and I, I brought him with me and I bought them and and to this day I still have them, bro. Like I, I still like I wore them a good amount. Like I remember when I used to go to Delta, I was wearing them a lot. And now, like the price on those are like yeah. so expensive, bro. So expensive. I just had a pair. I sold them though, but I paid a lot of money for them, bro. <laughs> I I bought a pair for I think like eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Wore them once to a little baby concert, <laughs> <laughs> and then I sold them for like eight fifty on eBay. So I made like yeah, you quick made profit little, though. Quick little fifty dollar you know piece, and I got yeah. a one wear out of them, which is cool. You know, you get paid. You get paid to wear them pretty much. No, exactly. Well, after like whatever like fees and shipping like you're still making money for yeah. the most part so i'll take a quick 50 piece and i get to you know wear the shoe which is dope right. but yeah um those breads uh you you were able to secure a pair right at shoe palace 
because I think it was you and my brother, because I I didn't get a pair, but I remember we used to always hit like for the shadows. Didn't we yeah, like yeah. all get a pair? Because yeah. I remember I got a pair of the shadows. I think you got a pair of the shadows. Yeah. And I think even my brother, yeah, my brother did get a pair of shadows. Oh yeah, he did, huh? Yeah, we all got them. That's crazy. But I mean, with those breads, I mean, obviously it was more popular release than the shadows, but yeah. I think it was only you and my brother that hit on that because I, I never got a call. I remember I wanted this shoe, but I never got a call, which fucking, yeah. I mean, sucked. But like, you know, if you would have held on to those shoes, bro, like you'd be sitting on a nice bag, yeah, you know, paying sure. 170 for retail. Then now, well, like a couple years later, you've been 800 some dollars, you know, or yeah. how much are breads going for right now? Probably on stockings. Yeah, like, probably like high nines or something yeah, like that. Yeah, probably. But, and I think even then, like re the retail price for ones were I want to say they're one sixty. Yeah, they're only the one. I think they're still at one sixty cent in there. So like after taxes, probably like one seventy five out the door or like something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I remember at the time too. Like they're reselling for a good amount too. Like I can't remember the exact amount. Like I, ha I have to go on like StockX and see like the the like chart. You know what I'm saying? It'll have like the mm -hmm. dips and ups. Like yeah, which is pretty cool. You know, you can literally see like the the actual like number sales of what technically the market was going uh, back at the time. But I know they were going for at least a good like three four hundred and like back then bro like in 2016 like not a lot of people were like were willing to shell out double even triple the amount for the retail price like there were still people that would do that but i feel like it wasn't like as normal as it is now because yeah. now it's like just because the shoes like on StockX are like limited and sold out or whatever like people will be like willing like they can justify spending that much on the, on a shoe like that but back in like that time there, you'd you'd be hard pressed to find people like especially local that'd be willing to like to pay like like pay a premium or pay like market price, um, which is like you know what I'm saying double triple amount of the retail price of the shoe. So, let let me ask you this: How hard do you think it is to get a pair of sneakers for retail? And I know it varies, right? Depending on like you know the hype and all this stuff. But say if there's a a young kid or whatever, like a middle school middle schooler kid or whatever listening to this, and he's like, I want to try to get my first pair of sneakers, like. It seems like everyone's going to do a sneaker app. Like, you know, yeah. how, like, what are some stuff you can expect for, for someone that's new, like, you know, to the whole experience of trying to buy a shoe for retail? Yeah, I think it, it comes back to, like, one, if the shoe is very popular. Like, if it's an OG colorway or if, or if you're talking about, like, if it's a Jordan or Adidas, Yeezy, Nike Dunk, uh, any type of shoe, you know, like any, like, sneaker shoe. Um, there's a lot of different things to expect, like, as far as, like, with release process goes. Like for people that are like new to the game or people that are just like interested in sneakers, uh, there's a whole process in order to actually like purchase a shoe rather than just like going on Instagram or using like Facebook marketplace or offer up to just like search the shoe and then buy it or search the shoe, find the size, whatever, find and then negotiate and just purchase the actual shoe. But I feel like when when you're like in the hunt to like buy the shoe and like go to like your local footlock or whatever and uh, enter the raffle and buy them, it's like a whole process where like really like as far as for all the foot stores like Foot Locker, Foot Action, Champs, um, not, there's not that many foot actions anymore because they're starting to close them down and whatnot. But yeah, um, for the main ones like Foot Locker, um, Champs, and whatnot, um, in order to actually like purchase the shoes, you have to have a, a FLX account, which is Foot Locker's like membership account, and then you have to like uh, accumulate points from all your purchases. So every time you buy something in the actual store, you can redeem those points and then use it to enter raffles and usually the, the account that has more points usually gives you a better chance of getting shoes so that just covers foot locker stores but as far as like shoe palaces and whatnot uh, you always have to like physically go in there and, and write your name on a ticket at a certain time whenever they have raffles opening yeah uh, it always varies depending on when the shoe is releasing so shoe, let's say for example the shoe is releasing on a friday a lot of times they'll do raffles on tuesdays and then you can just go to whatever your local shoe palace and, and ask a representative like, hey, like, how do I sign up for the raffle? How can I get these shoes? And then I'm sure they'll like, you know, walk, walk you through it, tell you how, you how what you have to do, what to expect. All I got to do is just, like go in there, you know, write down your name, size, phone number, and then you can bring whoever you want to. Like, I've, I'm sure you know, like how how people what people do in order to like <laughs> yeah. secure pairs, like they'll yeah. bring like their friends, their sisters, girlfriends, like and anyone, anybody who like are, who's willing to help them out. But, uh, that falls back to like, if you're, if you have like the time and you're able to really like, just like bring a whole squad and just like pull up to like these, these shoe stores and enter raffles, then that always gives you like a higher, like likely chance to getting the, the shoes. 
but um but yeah just going through like raffles doing stuff like that um that's a a, a usual way if it, if the shoe's like like a newer release even if it's like a you call it a general release which is like a term you know like in the sneaker game like general release is like a regular shoe that's like being released like the raffle or whatever um you can go through that or if it's just like a restock or just like a, a new shoe that just dropped but there's no like release date like let's say for example a regular air force one like you can go to the store like right now and purchase an air force one you don't have to like enter a raffle for nothing yeah. but like if it's like a jordan retro like whatever number it may be whatever colorway uh most oftentimes you have to like enter a raffle in order to purchase them mm-hmm. so it's like you can like go to the store and try to buy them but chances are if it's a really popular like shoe then you won't be able to uh you won't be able to like purchase them right then and there unless you get really really lucky but yeah most oftentimes like stores know st- stores and, and store employees know like if the shoe is really uh really popular really in high demand yeah then chances are you're not you're not gonna be able to just walk in the store and, and just buy it off the shelf yeah so you really got to know someone like that one time you uh called me because you used to work at Foot Locker, right and the one in sacramento and i mean you called me up basically saying hey we got a pair of un lv dunks in the back you know do you want them and yeah. i was like i'll take them you know? yeah <laughs> so I, I drove all the way to sacramento you yeah, know you pulled up and then you know like I don't know. You just hooked me up, bro. You're like, yeah, these are yours. And then, you know, it just happened to secure a pair for retail. And I still have them to this day, which is dope. So I like for, if there's any kids out there that want to like, I don't know, maybe get started on a a sneaker reselling business. Right. Cause that's that's very common. Like those are the keys, right? Just, I would say try to network as much as possible, meet people, you know, like ask questions for sure. And, uh, I don't know to do a shit ton of research on, um, sneakers and stuff. Listen to like the, a sneaker podcast, uh, I don't know, something like that, like the complex sneaker podcast, yep. or like, you know, Joe LaPuma and all that stuff. But I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on the sneaker app? Because they just came out and announced that they're doing like a, a different way of like the raffles, right? Right. That's why I like, I honestly, I haven't even really read about <laughs> it or I don't really, need, I don't even know really. Cause like, honestly, I stopped on sneaker. Well, like I didn't stop fully, but I slowed down just cause right. I don't know. Like I, I haven't been really heavy on sneakers yet. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I just kind of slowed down, but what are your thoughts on like, you know, the sneakers app and you know, that update kind of just tell the audience what's going on with it. Yeah. So for the sneaker app, for those that know, it's basically an app that's connected with a Nike. So it's connected with Nike and they, it's basically like an app that you can like enter a drawing in order to purchase the shoes. So kind of the same way that you use for like these apps, these like foot apps and different websites that you'll utilize in order to try to secure the pair to where you can purchase it for retail. Uh, for Nike sneakers, it's directly from Nike. So like you can, you know, put down your size that you're looking for, put all your like information down and like hopefully you can, you know, put your name down and try to secure the pair. But excuse me, depending on like if the like the actual like shoe is available um, and there's not like being bought at Hella, then like you'll be able to purchase it. But yes, the sneakers app, it's pretty mainstream. It's really like a lot of people know about it. It's, it's really like easy to use. Like you can just sign up for an account right now, put down your email and then you put your you know credit card information on there. And then whenever a shoe like releases, you could uh, put the notify me little notification and then you could uh, get notification when you actually like enter the draw. And, um, but yeah, going back to like the whole news about it, uh, there's been a lot of discussion talking about that the sneakers app or it's going to be they're aiming it to get more like they're trying to get people to go back onto it just because like the the actual like reception of it's like pretty negative right now yeah it is like a lot a lot of people that like that are you know what i'm saying that are sneaker heads or people that are just like into shoes that want to purchase shoes for retail price and not have to pay well that's why i stopped i was just like man like it's just frustrating i was waking up early all the time on the weekends, <laughs> and just like, oh, you were not selected. You were not selected. You were not selected. The only Your pair I got on sneakers wasn't selected. It, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. bro, the only pair I hit on sneakers ever was Mocha ones. That's a dub. It is a dub, <laughs> and it's actually a pretty you know good dub. But like, you still got them? Nah, I had you five sold, pairs of them, bro. I had five pairs. Yeah, I'm already telling you about that. I, yeah. I did too. I had a lot of those too. But I sold them all. And I put them in stocks. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah, I remember you you, t- you talked about that on, on your past one, talking about how you sold shoes and then yeah. the money on that, you you invest into it. I only have like a couple pairs of sneakers now. <laughs> I only have my UNLV Dunks and like these easy uh, 700s, the the dark or the glow in the dark ones. They're not even crazy. You know, I just yeah. got, them, I got them on Yeezy Day and I was like, I was able to get two pairs and I was like, 
fuck it. I just gave my, you know, my cousin one of them for retail. I was like, just pay me what I paid, you know? Hey, shout out Josh. <laughs> hey, no cap. But yeah, I mean, I, it seems like this sneaker, uh, I'm reading about it. We're both on the sneakers app right now, but yeah. it's sneakers pass. And it says yeah. that what, like, hey, let me just read it. It says today we're making an update to sneakers pass so you can have a better shot at securing the kicks you love at a store near you. To improve your experience, Sneakers Pass is moving away from a first-come, first-served reservation system and instead utilizing the draw-like style that is common for many sneaker launches. So it sounds like, you know, right here it says request reservation, random selection, and then passes distributed, which actually sounds better, you know, because first-come, first-served, who knows, people with bots and all kinds yeah. of shit, like, you know what I mean? Like, you request a reservation, that'll that's already like it's like a filter of only people that are willing like you go another step to get that 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 shoe they want you know which is cool but i mean what are your thoughts on that do you think it's gonna work yeah i think so just because from the all the articles i've been reading i don't have all the sources in front of me right now but from the articles i've been looking into and seeing on tiktok and stuff a lot of uh i'm not sure if you've seen it too but apparently got a lot of uh like companies that are third parties that sell nike like sneakers like air forces jordan uh, retro stuff like that a lot of these companies um like the physical brick and mortar locations they're kind of going to be going away from like supplying all these stores with all the uh, nike products just because they're they're wanting to have more of it like controlled by themselves pretty much like nike wants to be in charge of all of their inventory all of their uh, retros all their hyped up stuff just because like they want, I believe they want to utilize sneakers app in a better way. At least that's from, from what I'm getting from it. Yeah. So the more that they're going away from brick and mortar physical uh, locations, the more they're going to uh, have more like availability for, for people that just want to go on the sneakers app rather than just going to like your local Foot Locker, Shoe Palace. Yeah. Just because like uh, those stores, they're going to be like pumping out more like other brand stuff like Puma, New Balances, Adidas. All these other brands in the sneaker uh, uh, community, they're going to be, like, trying to focus more on those rather than just, like, all Nike. Because, you know, obviously, like, me and you both know that, like, Nike's, like, probably, like, the number one biggest, yeah, like, athletic. Tier, bro. Yeah, the athletic brand in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't you can't compare it to any other brand, you know, like, it's, it's Nike, you know. So, that just their name alone and their popularity within the community, it's, like, their name's going to, like, you're going to be able to do whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can get away from having your product being sold at at uh, retail stores like you can just focus it on on like nike outlets nike sneakers all these other ways of, of getting your nike products specifically from them so okay yeah, that's what's up yeah well, so let me ask you which what's your most um recent sneaker pickup let me think uh most recent i got i want to say with the cardinal jordan threes oh really yeah, I got some of those. I got those for retail. Um, they came out a couple weeks ago, I want to say. Yeah, that was my latest uh, sneaker cop. I haven't really been uh, like been buying like too crazy just because I've been slowing down a little bit. But um, I did go to this uh, sneaker pop up event in uh, Manteca recently. Uh huh. And uh, surprisingly, it's like the first time I've been to any like sneaker event or convention, and I haven't bought a pair of shoes. Really? Yeah, and it's like. I kind of came there thinking, okay, like I'm a, I'm a cop, something, I'm a cop, something. Yeah. But like, once when I went to this event, and I was like looking around at all like the local vendors and and all like the different like tables and stuff. Like shout out everyone else that like that you know has their own reselling business and page and like Instagram page and whatnot. Yeah. It's really dope. Um, but um, yeah, there's like somewhat a big collection of like local like sneaker resellers and people that um just have a lot of inventory for like shoes and whatnot. Uh, while I was like browsing, looking around, I don't really find anything I like. I wanted like I seen stuff I liked, but either it wasn't my size or just wasn't like the right price. So yeah. I was like, all right, I'm not gonna buy. It. You know, I'm not gonna like go out of my way to buy this if I don't need it. It's expensive, bro. Like if you go, you know, to like we went to SneakerCon last year, and shit was expensive, man. Like you know, you're gonna if you're actually trying to go shopping at SneakerCon, you're gonna spend a couple a couple hundred easy. Yeah, for sure. You know, we went there, we sold. I, I only sold like one pair of shoes. I think it was the Passion of the Christ that Kiddo wears. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I felt weird wearing that shoe, bro. Like, I don't know. It just felt like offensive almost. It was a cool shoe, but like, you know, yeah. people were like, it was a lot of criticism around that shoe. Yeah. But it's definitely a statement piece. Yeah, it really like, you're is. You're definitely going to like break a lot of necks. Yeah, no, for those. sure. Because it's a, it's a, 
it's a different shoe. You know, it's not a normal ass shoe that you would just wear. Right. But um, let's switch into um fashion really and kind of get off the topics of sneakers. Um, yep. who do you get your fast fashion influence from? Because I know you're pretty, you know, big on fashion. You always like to stay, you know, on top of your shit. Stay, stay, you know, dripped Definitely up. You right know now. what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, know, who bro. who do you get your fashion influence from? Um, usually Instagram. Like, uh, I follow a lot of YouTubers that would do like style videos. Like, I remember like uh, growing up when I uh when I didn't really know like how to style certain things, I was go on YouTube and like look up okay how to style like Air Forces. You know what I'm saying? Like how to style Vans, old schools, like stuff like that. And then from there, I kind of just like piqued my interest into like uh different like styling tips and like color blocking and how to you know you know what I'm saying like put together a fit from like a certain pair of jeans. Like, there's so many different like ways you can style something or like put together an outfit but um yeah like as far as fashion goes like a lot of youtubers that i would follow like um what's it called this guy named eddie win uh, i've been watching his channel for a little bit uh he, he he has a good job as far as like styling uh like different menswear pieces with like streetwear and that's kind of like the style that i'm going for is that where like i want to be able to like rock like a nice like jacket yeah like a nice like casual jacket like overcoat or something that's like like chill I can like dress it down with like some sneakers, like some Jordan ones or like, um, and the same thing too. Like I want to be able to like rock some like boots, but like rock rock it with like some light, light wash denim and like have a, like a cool fit that like matches everything, you know, so that kind of like flows the right way rather than like trying to like, like make a fashion statement with like your shoes or like a fashion statement with like your, your jacket or whatever, where it's like kind of taking up too much of the like attention kind of want to like go with something more, uh, more like low key, more uh like everyday type of like wear, just because like depending on where you're going, like you can't wear like a super bright, loud like all over print jacket or like an all over print like a piece like from Supreme or Babe mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like those brands are cool, but like when it comes to like let's say if you're going to like dinner somewhere, you want to go somewhere nice, nice little yeah. restaurant. You can't. You're gonna look like a clown, bro. Wearing like a like a bait hoodie, you know, dripped out, and your motherfucking your bait hoodie, you know, zipped up. Yeah, I mean, it depends on where you're at. Like, if you're like at at college or something, like you can you can probably pull it off. But like, if you're going like somewhere like where it's more like casual, or around like adults, or like a a sporting event Mm -hmm. or something, like yeah, you're not you're not really gonna uh you're not gonna like get hella attention wearing that stuff people are trying to look at you like you're, like, like, you're what a clown. The fuck? like you yeah like you're in middle school like <laughs> you gotta yeah, grow like, up like that style that's all like it's cool but like once when you get like a little bit older and you start to kind of see okay mm-hmm. like like is this really like it's really worth it? it's really cool you know like depending on the design like the colors whatever the color blocking is like if it's all over print or if it's like super loud like you can definitely pull off stuff like that but you gotta know how to like style it you know yeah you can't like like come out here like rocking like some super loud like bright ass shoes and then like oh, wear a bro. super brow super light uh jacket like i mean if you if you can style it like then you can but like most people like that we like follow and we've seen like it's pretty hard like unless you're like a super like high influencer like yeah, kanye west saying, like, or kanye, if you're like or fucking like jake paul or some shit where yeah. they could wear like crazy jeans and you know where it makes sense right, you can't just right, be right. an average ass person wearing that shit because people are gonna look at you crazy yeah, you know, for those sure. Influencers, they always got cameras on them, you know, so it makes right. sense. Like you, you got to be different. But yeah, if an true. average person goes out and wears those boots Kanye's wearing right now, yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. you're gonna look <laughs> fucking crazy, and people are gonna laugh at you, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's the truth. Like, yeah, especially if you go to, like a grocery store, or go to the yeah. park or something. Like, not like that's not the right place to be wearing <laughs> those, bro. Like, are you talking about the uh the super clunky like yeah. ones with like the uh, like they go I don't know if like, it's Gore Tex or something? They're, they're kind of high. Yeah. They oh go to, yeah, like, his yeah. Knees or shit like that. <laughs> you don't like those? No, I mean, bro, I'm. You're not gonna catch me rocking those, bro. Yeah, like, that's all good. I don't blame you. <laughs> Kanye's Kanye, bro. He gets away with wearing shit like that, you know, because he's fucking Kanye. But yeah, if you see, if I see someone wearing those at SneakerCon next year, bro, <laughs> I'm gonna lose my shit. Bro. I'm just like, <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know, bro. Like, I'm not even trying to hate, but but like, yeah. to each their own, I guess. If you want to do it, bro, do it. You know do whatever whatever fucking feels right to you, you know right and for, uh, kanye west for sure i was gonna say kanye west is like definitely like the goat bro as far as like style goes yeah. like his his influence on on trends bro like it's crazy how like he's really been been relevant not only in like the music industry but like with his like fashion game like you know you remember when like when he used to be with nike and had the, the yep. easy ones easy mm-hmm. twos like i remember that those were like the most hype shoes. like i was i was still hella young i didn't really know about shoes like, like that at the time but I just know, like, 
if you had those, bro, like you were like you're doing mm-hmm. something right, you know, like you, you were not a regular dude. You were legit. You were in the sinker game if you had those, and those dropped on Nike's website, right? I think so. I don't remember because I wasn't really like into it at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I knew about it, but I wasn't really like following it like that. But um, yeah, like like the Yeezys back then, like with with Nike, Nike Yeezys, mm-hmm. like those like for sure changed the game. And then you know, what I'm saying the Adidas Yeezys, like the seven fifties, the three fifties, yeah. the Oreos, like the zebras and stuff. Like he just creates his own like fashion like trends or whatever. Whatever he does, people follow, bro. Him or Travis. Travis, you know. yeah, for sure. I was going to say Travis, too. Yeah, Travis is probably next up, if anything, <laughs> low-key. But, yeah, um, fuck, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about the uh, the Kanye. Oh, yeah, like, even when Kanye was college dropout Kanye, you yeah. know, with the, the the bright polo or, like, the like a pink polo or, like, you know, the fucking yeah, yeah. famous striped polo. Like, you know, like, yeah, people yeah. were wearing polos with, like, big-ass chains and shit. Yeah. Know, because everyone was trying to be Kanye with some baggy ass jeans and some Air Forces or some Reeboks or some K Swiss yeah, yeah. or some shit. I forgot what she used to rock. He used to rock the Bapes a little bit. The Bapes this? He wore, I think he wore them a little bit, but um, that was more so Pharrell. Like remember yeah. Pharrell? Like Pharrell? Like he's he's definitely a big one too. Oh yeah, for sure. He um like back then he was big on his on his bathing ape. Like always rock rocking Bapes does. Mm-hmm. Before he ape. was hella hyped with oh, all sure. you know like the streetwear coming in and stuff. It, he was definitely an OG Bape you know wearer and stuff. Yeah, Which him, is, him and Wheezy, him, him Lil and Lil Wayne, Wayne bro, like yeah. for sure. Like they, they're like two of the biggest like artists that, that re- I feel like really put Bape on the map. And like Jermaine Dupri a little bit. Like I was watching like old like two thousands like hip hop videos, and they're talking and they're showing like Jermaine Dupri. And I was like, bro, this dude's all dripped out on Bape. He had, like the Bape <laughs> star, the uh, the star all over star hoodie. And I think he had some Bapes on, and um, seems to has on like some like baggy ass jeans or some shit. <laughs> like, like back then, bro, that that was like. Man, that, that's clean. But like, still today, like you can like it's crazy how like that style, like you can still like wear that today, and like you won't look dumb. Like no, for bathing it, like a full star hoodie, some bape studs, like mm-hmm. some some like wide fitting jeans, and like like a white tee. Yeah, and like a fitted hat. Like that's literally what they wore like in the early two thousands. Like like streetwear, you know. Yeah. And, like you can still wear that today, and it's like that's that's popping right now, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. Baggy clothes definitely, it came in like in style for sure, or like. I don't know if it well it did disappear for a little bit. I know it's not as common because like in today's age, I know like short shorts are a lot more popular for dudes and stuff. Yeah. But I mean you always see like a a cycle with fashion, you know what I mean? Like it's always like the baggy clothes, like you know, like or like Eminem and shit, how he used to dress, or like you know, like all these rappers like Lil Wayne and shit with like yeah, a tank top. Yeah, fifty cent. <laughs> and I don't know if people are like you know with like car like Carmelo with like the bag ass jersey, oh, all yeah, the yeah. all the NBA players, right? I don't know if that'll ever come back in style, like specifically, but I think it'll be an influence that was like from that, like people like Nelly with like fucking band aids on his face and like oh, the headband yeah, yeah. and you know just stuff <laughs> like that. Do you think that'll come back in place? I don't, I feel like anything I, can come back, really. Yeah, like, I mean, bro, if the right influencer is behind it, like yeah. if Kanye goes and do that shit, bro, like people are no, probably, they're gonna start wearing it. You know what I mean? Whatever he does, I mean, everyone follows really for sure. So who who knows, man? Like. That that could come back. I guess we'll just see. We'll wait and see, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know for sure. So, where'd your interest in fashion come from? Like, I mean, did you always, were you kind of just born and you always just kind of wanted to look nice? Like, did your mom, like, always want to present you looking nice? Or, like, where, where'd it come from? Yeah, from, from where my starts came from was, like, my older brother. Like, my older brother, he was... Like he was more so into like Bay Area, like like street style. Mm-hmm. So like like going back like Bapes my older brother like like Bapes does. Um, he uh used to rock um what brands like he used to rock like the Pro Club like the the baggy tees yeah. and stuff. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying like the ba- the baggy white tees and like the fitted <laughs> hats. And my older brother like he's really into uh like like art style. Like he's he's a really good like like artist. Like he can draw and do a lot of stuff really dope. And um, like that's like street style, like was really like kind of piqued my interest as far as like, you know, what I'm saying like being able to show your creativity in clothes, and like my yeah, my older brother, he was the one that kind of put me on to like Air Maxes and like fitted hats because I would see him rocking it, and like he had the Air Forces too. Like I remember he had some like baby blue and like khaki colored ones. Like they're kind of like weird, like kind of like weird looking, but like back in like like mid two thousands when Air Forces were still like popping, not just the regular one on whites, but like. I'm saying Nike would like they were focused more on on pumping out different colorways of those. Um, I just see my my brother rock those Air Forces and like, um, it's like baggy tees, fitted hats. Like fitted hats were like hella big back then. You know what I'm saying even though like right now like 
you and I both know like fitted hats are like super dope right now. Everyone's mm-hmm. rocking them. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't realize that like mid two thousands, like fitted hats were like the shit. You know what oh, I'm saying? Like sure. like whoever like anyone that was like like popping was rocking a fitted hat. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, no, for sure. I remember seeing those hella, but I feel like it was like what kind of fitted hats? It was like NBA like oh, fitted hats. Yeah, because yeah. NBA fitted hats are not as common. You see everyone wearing baseball caps. Baseball, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then I mean snapbacks had his run in like two thousand ten or whatever. Yeah, early two thousand tens, yeah. But like I feel like back then it was like NBA like teams or like I don't know, it was just a lot more common with like shit like that. But we'll we'll go on to, you know, like the last topic. We'll we'll wrap this up real quick. Before, you know, we bounce, I wanna ask you about the Sacramento Kings, right? Because you're a Sacramento <laughs> Kings fan. Yeah. Bro, what are your thoughts on that Tyrese Halliburton trade, bro? Like, yeah. ha- and you know, and it's it's been I don't know, maybe like about a month since he's been traded. Like, what do you what do you think yeah. about that, bro? Like, yeah, I, they've been losing, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're on a losing streak right now. So, like, I don't know, man. I I I saw a lot of people personally giving up on the Kings, and in, in in the comments, people were like, "I'm done with this organization." Uh, you know, yeah. they put me through too much shit. And honestly, if you were like, if people were to leave, like the Kings, you know, to stop being Kings fans, you can't even blame them, bro. Yeah, you for can't. Sure. I mean, so much suffering, bro. Like, I think this season is like the. I think they broke the record or something like that, right? For like the longest playoff drought or something yeah. like that in NBA history. In NBA history, yep. <laughs> Sixteen seasons. Sixteen bro. seasons, right? That's crazy. But yeah, what do you think about that Tyrese trade? Uh, shoot. When to tell you the truth, bro, like when it first like came out, I got. I got a lot of deja vu from when the time the Kings traded Marcus Cousins. Remember uh, that when they traded him to the Pel- uh, Pelicans, yeah, Pelicans and they got Buddy Hill. Uh-huh. And I like I remember like to like when that happened fresh, but like I was like chilling in the garage. My dad he always keeps the radio on in the garage. Like we would listen to sports radio, like listen to sports eleven forty a.m. and whatnot. Um, I I went to like I remember going into the garage and like hearing it like there I'm talking about like oh yeah Demarcus Cousins breaking news he's being traded. I was like bro like. This like why like what the hell like bro cousins was like he hasn't even hit his prime yet yeah you know what I'm saying best center in the league arguably um he was like carrying the Kings team bro like, he was the the heart and soul of the Kings and like he was about to get his like a uh, max contract offer like I think he was gonna get the super max you know what I'm saying he was gonna like get paid like like fat bro but yeah. Kings I guess they didn't like the ownership I think the reports were saying that like they didn't really see um like they didn't really see that in him. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't really think that he's worth, like, the Supermax or whatever. So, I guess, like, they're like, all right, we're just going to, um, we're just going to, like, trade you, get rid of you, right. bro, and, like, <laughs> take Buddy Heald, who, like, at the time, he was, like, like 24 years old. Uh, he went to college all four years. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and, like, you know, if you follow basketball, you and I both know that, like, if you're, uh, as a prospect coming out of the, uh, college, you, like, they want to get you when you're, like, you're young, like, like jason tatum like all the yep. one and done players like mm-hmm. that's the thing to go after like because you're you're so raw you know what i'm saying you have like potential to like grow and become a better player so like for the players that usually spend you know all four years in college it's kind of a re- there's a reason why you know i mean obviously you know i want to get your education but yeah if you're like an nba superstar or you're like you're about to be an nba superstar most often times like you're not going to stay in the college for four years you know what i'm saying but um yeah i mean because a lot of them aren't even like they're not there to fucking study. Some right. of them are, and some of them do graduate. But like Ben Simmons, bro, like didn't that <laughs> boy have like a like a one point five GPA in at, at LSU, bro. Like he wasn't even yeah. attending class. He was like, "Fuck this, I'm I'm just trying to go to the league." You know what I mean? Like, I mean, can you even blame him though? Like, you know, people would be like, "Oh, he's dumb, he's dumb." But like, come on, bro. Like they know why they're there. Like they're there to hoop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like you can't you can't joke about that, you know. But like, yeah, man. Like for. We're going, oh yeah, we're going talking about uh, like the flashbacks with with uh, Demarcus and shit. Yeah, yeah, like when when that trade happened, bro. I was like, I'm not like, I'm never gonna forgive the Kings, bro. Forget like trading cousins, like man, bro. I love cousins so much, bro. Like even though like a lot of a lot of Kings fans in the community would like give a lot of backlash and and like talk a lot of crap about him, saying oh he's a like locker room cancer and he's like this and that. He's such a like a detriment to the team yeah. and he's a baby and it like bro like always getting technicals bro can never control his emotions yeah yeah i mean that's all that stuff is true and it's all valid but like you gotta realize that like he like he hustled the most at all the players always yeah, diving for loose balls taking screens like playing defense like rebounds he, rebounds yeah bro. and then he even developed a little outside shot too where he would dribble bro like he would 
like bring the ball that. to court and then pull up yeah, yeah. but like me and my dad like we, we would still watch king's games to this day but like we used to watch king's games and like my dad would be like we're like why is cousins like shooting threes like <laughs> brother's like a seven footer he's like 250 like why like he should be in the paint i'm like yeah he should but like like you can see like now the game's changing towards mm-hmm. like big man being able to shoot yeah and like once when he got that three-point shot bro like he was like unguardable you know what i'm saying like mid-range he could score inside you, you know what i'm saying be a bully in the paint like he was he was a whole offense for the Kings, bro. And like when they got rid of him, I was like, bro, this like th- th- this is like us like hitting rock bottom, bro. <laughs> like no cap. Like man, like we're really gonna change our whole like look of our team. But no, um, for real, that's like that's kind of similar to the Halliburton trade. Like Halliburton, he like he's so young. You know what I'm saying so talented and like and whatnot. Like and to go like go off of, like a message that <laughs> that me and your brother had. Like uh-huh. when that like I was looking at it this whole time, I was trying to find like like the messages read that we had. But he sent it to me on February 8th. I think that's when it, yeah, that's when it first happened. And it said, Ill's from Bleacher Report, and quote, says, the Pacers are sending Sabonis, Lamb, Justin Holiday to the Kings in exchange for Halliburton, Buddy Hill, and Tristan Thompson. And your brother sent it to me, and I was like, I'm fucking pissed, bro. We're idiots. Poverty franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, bro, he's like, I don't know what the front office was thinking. Their decision-making is frustrating. And he was like, they passed on Trey and Luca for Bagley, and now they trade away their most promising player in his second year no cap and i was like bro like like yeah that's hella true and like man like i, I had a conversation with my dad about it too like when it first happened i was like bro like we're really like giving away our like future or like i'm saying this guy can really like be a legit multiple time all-star like who, who knows how good he can be um just for like i mean sabonis bro like he's definitely like a good player multiple time all-star he's mm-hmm. solidified like everyone like you ask anyone in the NBA community they'll all tell you like he's a he's a good big man or whatever but it's like now in today's game like you got to have perimeter players you got to have guards that can score shoot mm-hmm. assist like nowadays for a big man like if you have a good big man it's not really like it's not winning you rings no, bro it's not bro that's what i was saying i was like people were like oh yeah it's gonna be good with De'Aaron and you know Sabonis yeah. and stuff <laughs> like oh yeah you could get a you know a pick and roll going i'm like no fuck that that's not <laughs> how you play in today's game bro like i don't know the the king's organization failed again bro like the owner really yeah. needs to sell the team he needs to sell that shit bro <laughs> like, yeah they, they really need to like start fresh like mm-hmm. they, they need new gms new, new coaches bro. new players but it's like it's same thing still gonna happen you know mm-hmm. but i mean and and the thing is they're never gonna get any like free agent big name free agent no, players because no one wants, to go to, wants smart, to go to small market teams exactly i was like no nah, i don't want to go to sacramento imagine playing in sacramento bro when you're an nba star <laughs> that would suck that's kind of like uh, when you remember Rudy Gay. Remember yeah. Rudy Gay? He was like at the time he wasn't a star, but he was like a solid player. Like he, I mean, yeah. he was. I want to say he was a multiple time All Star. And when he came to the Kings, like I think like if I can remember correctly, he wasn't really like the most like open to it. I think he was like, oh, like like what the fuck, like Sacramento, <laughs> like like really, bro. Like why are they no one wants it? to go there, bro. No one does, and like and usually the only like time and like players or even like decent players go to Sacramento is because like. In the free agency market, like if the Kings are willing to like give you a good contract, mm-hmm. like and they'll pay you hella. Yeah, and and if you're like, because they have to over, like you gotta overpay to get like your talent. You know what I'm saying? Because like other teams, like the Knicks, the Lakers, uh, teams like that, like you you don't have to pay players. Like you can just like give them a, a minimum contract and they'll join you because like you know I'm saying like you're like the big market teams. You know what I'm saying? L. A. Whatever, Chicago, mm-hmm. New York, those type of teams like. It's not hard for them to find free agents. That's why, like, whenever like every offseason happens, like everyone's like, "All right, like, is this player gonna go to like L.A.? Is this player gonna go to um, yeah? What, where yeah. else? What else can you think of? Miami. Like, the Heat. Oh yeah, for sure, Miami. The yeah, Heat. Yeah. I mean, who the fuck wouldn't want to be an NBA star playing for the Heat? You know, like right. the, having millions of dollars in Miami and you're a professional basketball player. That's like your uh, this is a dream, dream right there. Yeah, yeah. Same with like Vegas. They yeah, no, to Vegas. Sure. <laughs> yeah. If they that's with the Raiders and all their fucking <laughs> shit going on, bro. Yeah. All the temptation, all that crazy shit happening. Right. But um yeah, going going back to the trade man, like it's who knows? I feel like we're gonna have to revisit it like in a couple years and like see, okay, like like did we win the trade or did the Pacers win the trade? Mm-hmm. And like right now it's too early to say like we're gonna have to like yeah. visit it maybe like a year, a couple years, like and if the Kings end up making the playoffs and, like, contending with, like, Sabonis and Fox, like, then I think he'll be worth it. But it's, like, it all comes down to Sabonis. Like, if he if he stays with the Kings and, like, they don't lose him for nothing and, like, he, like, you know, he's a core piece to their, their team and he, like, you know, helps them improve and stuff, then it'll be a good trade. But 
if he just walks or like they trade him for like not like nothing which they do like the kings are known for like giving up their players for like and not getting shit in return or like getting like for example Marvin Bagley like mm-hmm. traded him bro like they didn't get much in return bro oh, no. like they and not, he was what pick was he he was a second pick the second second, second the overall third, bro, pick but bro the second's even worse. I was second bro and he was picked over Luca and bro. Trey Trey was eight yeah right? I know <laughs> hey you think you think De'Aaron Fox and Trey Trey Young would be a good little combo I don't know I don't know bro honestly still, if I was the king <laughs> Bro, I would have touched De'Aaron before I would have touched Tyrese. And that's what a lot of people like in the like, community Like, I don't know, bro. Like, De'Aaron's nice, but, like, fuck that. I would have just got rid of him, bro. I would have built yeah, around Tyrese. Like, there's something, there's, like, a something about De'Aaron that just seems like he almost, like, doesn't have, like, that Kinda it off. factor. You know yeah. what I mean? You can tell. And then Tyrese had that it factor more than De'Aaron, for sure, or more like a winning coach. And he was the only person that actually came out and said that he wants be, to play yeah. in Sacramento, <laughs> bro. And you fucking let go of him. Yeah. You let him go, and you're like, oh, fuck. He actually seemed like he was happy there. Like, legit. He True. was like, yeah, I want to be here and stuff. Like, you know, I'm happy. You know, I'm blessed they drafted me. And they're like, yeah, no, we don't win over here. We're trading you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, we're, we're, we're willing to, to get rid of our future for what's now. But the thing is, like, is really what's now is that gonna like put you in the playoffs? Is that gonna like help you contend mm-hmm. like in the West? Like no, no it's not. It's but not, like, bro. Then what's the point? Then like I don't understand what's the point. Like what's the point of <laughs> of giving him away for getting a player that's mm-hmm. like like you bro. can't you can't argue that Sabonis isn't a good player because he's a good player. He is a good player. Still like, but like, bro, Sabonis is not making the All Star game every year. I think when people are like they need to trade for an all-star, they need someone that's going to make the all-star team like every year. Like a like, legit all-star. Yeah, like yeah. a legit all-star. I'm talking like, I don't know, like someone like Tatum or like fucking even like Simmons. Ingram, like, you know, you yeah, know Brendan, like, like people like players. that, like, you know, people that are actually going to make the all-star game like every year or like I could see like Zach Levine like or some shit like that. I don't know why. Like, yeah, I think I don't know why. I think it'd be cool to see. That's hella random. But I would I think it'd be cool for Zach Levine to go. But for sure, you need. I don't know, man. That that Kings organization, they need to change the whole culture, bro. It's all fucked up. The fans are disappointed. It's all fucked up there. But, I mean, you're a loyal fan, bro. You're staying down. <laughs> hey, but if they get a sure chip, you know. bro, eventually, you know, like, it'll be lit. Bro, I'm probably in my 40s, bro. <laughs> I'll be in my 40s when the Kings, might, Kings win a championship, might be bro. waiting a little longer, bro. Because you think they, so? You really need me 20? Bro, dude, if they can't even make the eighth seed, bro, or the play-in uh, tournament, I don't even know what seed they are. They're probably, like, like 10th, 10th or, so, or probably 10th or worse 11th, than that. maybe i don't know it's all fucked up Who knows, man wish you the best of luck best of luck you hey, know for real with the kings in their season i mean we live close like 45 minutes down the road so you know of course i'm always going to support the kings but i got to lock in with my warriors you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good man it's good but yeah man uh thank you for coming on the show you know um if you want to tell the audience anything you know maybe follow on the gram or something like that you know just tell them whatever you got to say bro sure yeah hey, appreciate the uh, shout out whatnot man like say like it's, it's been a cool cool little podcast we've been doing i'm saying good little interview we've been talking about a bunch of like dope stuff a lot of things i'm sure everyone's gonna like you know what i'm saying want to like know about and uh sure if you guys want to drop me a follow my instagram is at j piglo it's spelled j p i g l o uh, that's my page where like i post most of like my shoes i have in my, in my collection so like archive pieces you know like hyped up shit like travis scott's unions i have you know i have some like uh Jordan 4 unions different colorways and stuff um all that type of stuff I'm gonna start posting more on there just because I've, I've been kind of inactive like posting stuff just because like it takes time for me to like take the shoe out put the light on it and like yeah. make get a good picture like it's I don't know it's kind of weird like when you're like posting your own product and stuff like in order to get a good background like something like this you know what I'm saying like yeah yeah with a little yeah, like okay. with the lighting in the back and like everything like looking like uniform and nice like it takes time yeah and sometimes for me I'm just like I don't really have time to do it. And then especially too, like if I actually wear the shoe, like I'm not going to want to take a picture of it. Like it's already dirty, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I don't want to, I don't post no dirty shoes and stuff. But um, yeah, if you all want to drop me a follow on that page, uh, there's also a page that uh, me, me and my brother are like working on. We're going to be posting more like shoes for sale and stuff like that. Uh, it's going to be at jp.soul. Uh, we, hey. we have some stuff that we're like cooking up, you know what I'm saying? For the future. Uh, just moving forward, like if people are looking for like releases, like stuff that that we can like access, then we're like we're down to like you know what I'm saying make make connections and make some sales and stuff. So if you want to hit us up on there, that's dope. Uh, other than that, I mean, 
you know where to look for me. You know what I'm saying? Like my Instagram, shit like that. But that's all I got for you, man. <laughs> Without further ado, bro, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, To the audience, leave a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way, so I, it would be greatly appreciated if you guys, you know, leave a review. Follow our Instagram at InConversationPod on Instagram. Uh, I don't know. Tell me advice, any type of thing. I'm always open to anything. I'm all open ears. But without further ado, thank you guys for listening. If you guys made it this far, I appreciate you. Whoop, me and out of here. Me and uh, Jacob Pico signing off. Peace. <laughs>